Hey, welcome to Annotated ELA, a podcast for ELA teachers looking for ways to engage and motivate your students to be better readers, writers, communicators, and people. I'm your host, Melissa, a classroom teacher with 20 years experience in middle school. Join me right here each week for practical tips, stories, inspiration, and actionable strategies to use in your classroom and some laughs. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Annotated ELA. I don't know about you, but all of the talk about self-care went in one ear and out the other for many years. I was on autopilot when it came to thinking about myself. I spent all the free time I had thinking about school and working on school. Then I had children and discovered that I had no balance in my life. Let's be honest, there is no balance. There are always times when one thing in life has more of your attention than another part of life. Balance is a myth. Might be an unpopular opinion, but hear me out. Integration is where it's at. Integrating all the parts of our lives in a way that feels good. That's a lot to ask, because how do we know when we have it all integrated? I'm not sure we ever really know, but what I do know is that taking time to be quiet, reflect, and be intentional about taking time to do what is needed to be better is how I was able to follow my intuition and start taking better care of myself. On this episode, I am exploring the pressures and stressors we face as teachers and how I set boundaries to be a better version of myself, especially during the holiday season. I'd like to note that there are many ways to take care of ourselves Setting boundaries is one that I struggle with, and I think I found some really great ways to do that, and I want to share them with you. First, though, before I get to setting boundaries, let's chat about the types of pressures and stressors faced by many of us during the holiday season, or really any season. Increased workload. This can happen any time of year, but the holiday season often brings extra responsibilities for teachers such as the feeling that we need to plan holiday-themed lessons, organizing events at school or within our own classrooms, grading all of the assignments at the end of a term, managing all of the end-of-term or end-of-semester assessments, not to mention increased emotional demands. We're already in a struggle for our emotional demands on a daily basis with our students and everything that they're dealing with. But now there's a holiday-related stress or more challenging family situations that seem magnified during this time of year. There's also time constraints, balancing all of the professional duties and all of our personal commitments during any time of the year, but the holiday season can be overwhelming, leading to even more time constraints and potential burnout on all fronts. And finally, there's financial pressure. Some teachers might face financial strain, especially when trying to purchase things for the classroom for students for your own family on a limited budget. Taking care of ourselves is always important, but if you're finding that the holiday season brings on more stress, it is more essential than ever to stop and take care of yourself. Self-care is a means to help maintain mental, emotional, and physical well-being. When I am referring to mental well-being, I'm thinking about self-care practices such as mindfulness exercises, taking breaks, or engaging in hobbies that can help alleviate stress, reduce anxiety, and improve mental clarity. And this in turn allows us to maintain focus and effectiveness in our lives and in the classroom. Emotional resilience by practicing self-care 
We can enhance our emotional resilience, helping us be a better support for our students and our own families, navigating challenging situations with a more positive mindset. We aren't burned out, so we can come at it with a clearer mind. And our physical health. Add in all of the holiday season hoopla, and our routines are blown to smithereens. This can lead to irregular sleep patterns, poor nutrition, limited exercise. So taking care of ourselves with activities like regular exercise, healthy eating, sufficient rest will help us be physically healthier, boost our energy and our overall well-being. Let's prioritize our well-being because it's not selfish to take care of ourselves so we can perform at our best both personally and professionally. And one way to fit all this in is to set boundaries. So much easier said than done, but it is necessary to set boundaries between work and personal life. It is vital in order for us to prevent work-related stress from encroaching on our personal time. One of the ways to set boundaries is to designate work hours. We bring our work home. Even if we don't physically bring papers and things home to grade and plan, we're constantly thinking school. We're not in the present moment. So designating work hours, establishing a specific work time and sticking to them as much as possible will help us avoid excessive work during evenings or weekends. And designating these work hours helped. I designate two days a week where I go in early because it's inevitable. Sometimes we need to stay late or arrive early. I prefer arriving early. So I have designated two specific days a week and I've made that my routine. I love it because no one else is in the building when I get there early and I can get done what I need to get done, whether it's planning or grading or setting myself up for a unit, whatever it is, I know exactly what I'm going to do how long it's going to take me. And I've designated those days. Do those days change? Yes, but it's become part of my routine to just plan for those days and communicate those plans with my family. And it works out well. It integrates into our lives perfectly. If you want more help with that, check out Angela Watson and her 40 hour work week course. Guys, I'm not an affiliate, but I've gone through her course I have lifetime access for as long as the course exists to all updates, and it is amazing. It has helped me figure out how to prioritize and plan and get my life together as a teacher. Check it out. The link will be in the show notes. Another way that I've started to set boundaries is I have created a dedicated workspace. If this is feasible for you, it will mentally separate work from relaxation areas. It may not always be possible. And I'm guilty of working at the kitchen table or while sitting on the couch, watching movies with my family. And sometimes that works. Sometimes that's the integration that is needed, but as much as possible, I try not to bring any work home, but when I do, I have set aside a specific time and a specific place to get it done. Next is time blocking. I schedule specific tasks during set time intervals, which allows for better organization and focus. I am focused on that one task. So I set a time goal to complete that task. If I know that it's going to take one hour to grade this stack of papers, then I set my timer for one hour and I get to work and it becomes a game because I try to be quicker than that one hour. And let me tell you, it is a game changer. I believe I probably shouldn't say this because I haven't looked it up, but I think it's called Parkinson's law where when we tell ourselves that it will take this long to accomplish a task, it will take that long. We will fill up that space of time to make it take that long. 
So start setting time designated in your day to do specific tasks and only give yourself that amount of time. I also am a big fan of prioritizing tasks by urgency and importance. What has to be done now and what can wait? And being realistic about it because I'm pretty famous for on my to-do list, constantly moving items from today to the next day to the next day because it just doesn't get done. I've started putting the most important things at the top and then I try to be realistic about what I can accomplish. If I know that I'm going to give myself 45 minutes to do this and half an hour to do this, then I try not to add anything else to my list that day unless it has to be done. I try to fit everything into my plan time, which I mean is never doable because I'm constantly interrupted with last minute meetings, but I'm realistic about that and being realistic helps me not feel defeated when not everything gets done. And it can all feel important. Everything on our list can feel like it has to be done in that moment, but tackle critical responsibilities first and set your realistic expectations. Because by setting realistic expectations, we're able to say no more confidently, which leads to my final way of setting boundaries. And that is the importance of saying no. To preserve our personal time, say no. When additional commitments might compromise that personal time and well-being, say no. Once boundaries have been set, it becomes so much easier to determine when to take on more and when to say no. No can be a dirty word. So consider when an administrator, a colleague, a friend, a spouse, or anyone asks you to do something, say something like this. Ah, I need to check my calendar. Can I get back to you with an answer later or tomorrow? Say something like this. I need to think about how I might be able to make that work. Can I email you my response tomorrow or later tonight? Delay your answer. You do not have to commit at that moment. It makes it so much easier to communicate what you need when there's a little bit of space for processing. It's also easier to say no in an email. And if an answer is expected immediately, just say no. Remember that long and drawn out explanations are not necessary. Simply stating that you cannot do it because your plate is full is enough. It's okay to say no. And here is a bonus tip for saying no if you have to do it immediately. Say something like this. Thank you for thinking of me. Or you can say, thank you for offering me this opportunity and then finish it with, but at this time, I am just unable to fulfill that request. I hope I can help out next time. By thanking them for this opportunity, or by thanking them for thinking of you, it softens the blow of, I just can't right now. You can even add in there, my calendar is booked, but just let them know that you hope you can help out next time. Most importantly, communicate your boundaries. Have open communication with administrators, colleagues, parents of students about workload limitations to avoid overextension, under-promise, and over-deliver. Self-monitor. Be honest with yourself. Reflect on work habits regularly. This ensures a healthy integration between professional and personal life, and I'm the worst at being honest with myself. I think I can do it all, but our bodies are going to start to shut down on us, and we want to take care of ourselves. And remember to recharge and rejuvenate. Setting boundaries isn't just about limiting work. It's also about creating space for relaxation, hobbies that we love, self-care activities that rejuvenate our energy. It's about creating space to enjoy 
our lives. So set those boundaries and make it happen. Let's review really quickly some simple ways to set boundaries. First, designate work hours. Second, if you can, create a designated workspace. Third, try time blocking. Fourth, prioritize. And then you'll be ready to do the fifth thing, and that is just say no. And remember that setting boundaries isn't a bad thing. It's integrating everything that you have to do in a way that feels good to you. I hope that you're able to set some boundaries as we close out this year and start a new one or at any time. It's always good to stop and reflect and rethink how we're setting our boundaries at any time of the year. If this episode was helpful to you, it could be for others. To help spread the word about this podcast, take a screenshot of this episode, add it to your IG stories, and tag me at Annotated ELA. Thank you, friends, for being here. And until next time, remember, the magic is in the process. Thanks for hanging out with me and listening to today's episode. For more support with all things ELA, visit my free resource page on my website at annotatedela.com slash free. Until next time, friends, remember, the magic is in the process.